0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I have a couple of topics that I was going to cover, but I think it's important that I start with something that's bothering me because it may bother you. And I want you to have the information about why it bothers me so that if you decide to go this route, you will already know going in that it's likely going to bother you. That's dealing with the Coinbase card. So Coinbase is, was... The first exchange that I was able and willing to give all KYC to. I've since had more, but they're, they've been a fight each and every time. I mean, KuCoin was reasonably easy. Gate.io was pretty easy. Hotbit was a pain. Binance US is still not done weeks later. So there's a different swag. But Coinbase was simple. It's like, you know, you just give your name, address, and all the information to fill out the W9, and a photocopy of your driver's license, and they're done. They're, they're not doing all the military-style stuff that the rest of them are doing, like with Binance US and a video, hold your phone, scans you with seven colors garbage. So by and large, I have been confident with Coinbase's ability to get stuff done because I need to do transactions fast is where it boils. However, Coinbase, as you know, doesn't support anything on the Binance chain, supports very few of the low market cap coins. Right now it only has arguably one and does not uh, it doesn't support xrp properly you can receive it there you can store it there so we can appreciate there but you can't transact with it so all you can do is send it out to a wallet or to another exchange you can't do any sort of exchange rules with it Um, and they do have a bad habit of locking accounts It has not happened to me but I know other people have had situations where the account's been totally locked out. They will gladly drop your maximum limits if there's no activity or low activity. You can apply and it'll go right back up. And in fact, it'll go higher than what it was. But the point is, I don't know why they're even dropping it because it doesn't hurt them if there's no transactions. Regardless, I've been reasonably confident that Coinbase has my best interest at heart with respect to the tokens and money that I send to them compared to all the other exchanges. The other main reason that I primarily use Coinbase is because of the Coinbase card. And you're going to say, well, crypto.com has a card too. Yes, but crypto.com forcing a mobile app is already a non-starter for me. Until they build a web computer interface, I'm not buying into it. You got to understand when you are, an I'll say intermediate to advanced level trader, you're wanting multiple monitors watching all the different graphs and watching different assets. And you cannot do that if you're on a phone, that's the problem. Even on a tablet, you cannot easily do this. It's easier on a computer. You can rock multiple monitors and watch all the different graphs and watch all the different transactions and watch all your different orders. That's how, when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, that's the, be- that's the way it's supposed to be done. Coinbase doesn't. Coinbase Pro supports that. Coinbase, the regular, does not. But even, like, say, Gate.io... Like there was just a time that recently I had to transition my USDT, Tether, over into Rich Quack because it's supported over there. Watch the Rich Quack because it was skyrocketing and I knew it was going to plateau soon. But also get ready to do a trade to BNB because I need the BNB in order to transact on my wallet. I need to watch all these on multiple screens. I can't be sitting here going back and forth on a small screen. It doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. So until crypto.com gets its act together and says, you know what, we need to support web so that all device types can make use of our great service, I'm not going to be on crypto.com as much as I'd like to. It'll never happen. The second thing is I'm not going to give them a mobile number. I'm not going to give them anything that they're not entitled to, and they're not entitled to this. I might need to. The other thing is copy pasting, right? Right it is the whole long pressing and all this garbage is extremely painful to the point that i bought a barcode scanner to where i could scan the wallet codes into different interfaces and that speeded up my workflow quite a bit but on the phone you're just yes it gives you sometimes the barcode scanning interface but that's assuming you have another device to scan against right so if i'm on a computer yes that works but that goes to my point if crypto.com doesn't have a computer interface I can't bring up their screen bring up their barcode scan it from my phone to get it into the thing so it's assuming that okay you'll you know will be mobile only but everything else is not it just it's a broken process of not doing it so coinbase it's web it's accessible it supports disabled folks i'm not disabled but i'm saying it's accessible supporting disabled folks it's consumer friendly generally speaking and i haven't had any issues with it and so I prefer to use it, and thus it's card. Now, the thing with the Coinbase card that I strongly like is the fact that I can dictate to them which of the asset classes I'm going to allow it to use in order to process transactions. That means I can tell it, okay, go ahead and use my Ethereum this time or use my XLM this time or whatever. I don't do it off stable coins because, remember, you're not, those don't significantly appreciate. They're stable. So I want a coin that's still going up in value to negate the fees because Coinbase charges fees for every swipe at 2.49%. And you're like, well, that's a lot. It's not really a lot because you get rewards back. It's 4%. So if you do 4% rewards back on the coins that support it, you're negating the fee entirely. The ones that support 4% are your dirt cheap, low market cap ones. But because Coinbase fully supports them like Stellar, XLM, that means you're basically not really paying a fee because you're getting the bulk of it back and then some. So you can tell it which token. You can even say use XLM to pay and you get the XLM back as reward so it offsets the fee and it offsets part of the purchase. There's really no reason not to use the card if you're able to. I know not every area is able to, but if you're able to, there's no reason not to do it because it's very convenient to use it I would argue it's a better card than Robin Hood's, which I also have. Robin Hood's card was less of a headache to use because Robin Hood only deals with fiat. So in the Robin Hood side, it just knows that your stock is worth you know, 5000 bucks, And it just says you have 5000 to work with, and it will determine on the back end how it distributes for the sale. But you have to tell the account, all right, I'm going to allow you to... Use say 500 of this 5,000 for these transactions, and then it just knows what to do on the back end, so there's less headache. The downside is there's no rewards for the Robinhood, and there's no benefits beyond being able to just swipe the card. Well, at that point, I might as well just use Coinbase. The big picture on the Coinbase card is for what I needed to do today, I had to do a bunch of transactions and rush around. And I needed to be able to use part of my stake, which was sitting in another wallet, to pay for a class that's a one-time payment. But it's a very critical thing because it opens up the door for more profit to come in. And then that profit, if I can make it work, will then open up the doors for more investments and I'll recoup it. And I talked about ROI on a previous podcast entry, the idea that I'm doing certain spending in order to get money so that I'm basically returning my investment. So I'm not burning or wasting that cash. Yes, there's the gas fee, but because this was all Binance-driven, I didn't spend more than maybe a dollar and twenty cents at the most to do this. Because Stellar XLM, as I said on the previous episode, does not have significant fees because it's its own network. And then I did Binance in order to get the money over there. This is all these strategies to minimize gas fees to get it into the. Stellar XRM, which is perfectly supported by Coinbase. And this is all done by way of gate.io. I thought about using KuCoin, but KuCoin does not support for Americans, I believe, the Binance side of USDT. So as I got the Coinbase card, now let me talk about the things I don't like about the Binance card, or the, excuse me, Coinbase card, Binance card, Coinbase card. The Coinbase card has one annoying thing about it. And that is that it will tell you two different values sometimes and it's weird but follow me what happens is that when you have the coinbase card engaged to do certain transactions it will say all right given how much coin you have available i'm going to make let's say hundred dollars is available to swipe and then at the bottom it'll say but your balance is actually lower than it should be and you click on this and it'll say your balance should be over a hundred something dollars And you're like, I don't understand how the heck that's possible. And it's actually because there's a portion of the rewards, as far as I can tell, that's being withheld. And then when it does the swipe, it does a transaction hold, which it's supposed to do for card networks. That hold, they then are selling it. Now I know it doesn't take them that long to sell. So for some reason, there's just this delay that doesn't make any sense when you're going to the transactions. It doesn't make sense why it does it, but it'll just block and it won't let you proceed. And it's, it's annoying. I don't know why it does it, but it's annoying. So you can't really trust the balance. You can't trust the balance difference that it tells you the balance available is pretty trustworthy, but the balance difference that it tries to tell you doesn't make any sense. And then I talked about the issues with the portfolio where the portfolio won't match the, Assets you have, and so because of that, you don't have a clean set. You could have $500 sitting in some, you know, limbo land that you would like to spend, but you can't, and you don't know why because the interface doesn't tell you. A lot of this is a symptom of the mobile app because the mobile app does not give you, doesn't even tell you that hey, you're available to spend is this, your total portfolio is this, so there's a delta of $500. You have to go into the computer, you know, the web, or the browser on your device. To actually see that difference in price, which is bad design, I argue. The problem is you can you can and you can do everything with the Coinbase card and everything on the computer, but doing it on the mobile allows you to then transact directly from from so you can pull the card number right, copy it to. Da, 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 da. So I like the card. I just there are things about it that will annoy you as far as the balance and not really being able to trust the balance. And as long as you're transacting, I would say Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know the common ones. You're probably okay. I think what's happening with this is it's anytime it's tokens that are not um, Ethereum-based, Bitcoin-based coins, I think it starts to have some issues. So, like, early on, I was doing different ones, like Cardano. Cardano's pretty clean. I was doing Solana. Solana seems pretty clean. I was doing Compound. It's pretty clean. Um, And then I got some free tokens from some of the the, um, exams and things that they give you, which is cool that they do that. Um, And I was testing with the card with those. So it could be some of that. I'm not sure. Just know for me, the whole balance difference, it's obvious. It makes better sense when you see it, but balance difference is reflected as you should be able to spend X, but we're going to let you spend Y. And it's not really clear why there's a difference. It's because there are some transactions that haven't cleared yet as far as their Side It doesn't affect your ability to use the card. It's just that the amount, and it goes away after a period, but the amount temporarily might be different than you expect, I guess is the best way to describe it. But I think it's an awesome card for what it does, and certainly better, again, than Robinhood's by far and away, because, again, Robinhood is crap for crypto. But I haven't used Crypto.com's card. I'd love to, but they need to get a computer interface because I I can't imagine doing what I'm doing at the level I'm doing it without the computer and my multi-monitor setup. Uh, and the ability to do copy-paste, and the ability to do screenshots, and the ability to navigate fast with a mouse and keyboard. I I can't, I simply cannot picture doing it on the tiny little screen. Even though I have a tablet, it's still a tiny screen. You're touching it. Sometimes it doesn't respond. It's slower. I I just, I need a computer. So I want crypto.com. Listen, if anybody crypto.com, developers, whatever, are listening to this, please get a web interface. Just develop a web interface. Then create a wrapper that calls that same web code through Android web view or Apple's equivalent. And then you have your mobile app and you're done and you'll have one set of code. It's the same thing that you're probably doing. Now we have one set of code. Don't go mobile only it's anti-consumer. So that's my rant slash uh, review for a Coinbase card today. Uh, I'm, I, w- I wouldn't consider this an of cycle update cause it is something I wanted to talk about, but I, I still do plan to directly talk about um, different exchanges one of them I do need to kind of dig into is Kraken. I think I tried to do Kraken before, and I ran into some issues, so I'm going to go back and revisit that, and I will be releasing uh, another update about Kraken, how I perceive it, and whether, how it fits into the grand scheme. Currently, um, my order of operations for the ones I have evaluated, again, I'm talking the total package. I'm talking the ability to use it, how easy it is to use, how easy it is to get on board, the KYC, the number of tokens supported. I'm talking everything. From my order of operations right now, I've got gate.io at the top of the list. And I know it's going to sound strange, but the thing is gate.io's only complaint from me is the level of security necessary to do a transaction. So for them, it's just a pain. You have to go through like four or five levels of security steps just to send or, re- or receive. And then sometimes it'll bomb the, the uh, send transactions, which don't make sense. It'll just say it doesn't like the address, even though the address is correct And it forces you to re-enter, which defeats the address book deal. Um, But Gate.L, other than the security nonsense, is top of the list right now in my book. I've got KuCoin number two. And the only reason it's number two is because KuCoin does not support Binance coins or even BNB for... You can do BNB, but you can't do the Binance chain, I should say, for the coins that we know support it. So to me, that dings it just a little bit. Um, Other than I haven't had a problem with it, it's been pretty clean. Uh, Third on the list I'm going to say is probably eh, a sticky one. I'm going to say Coinbase. I I had to struggle a little bit. I'm going to say Coinbase only because of convenience. Then I'll put Hotbit beneath Coinbase because Hotbit has delays in certain sends. And so it's like, okay. So I'm going to be going to the next one, which again, probably is Kraken. Talk about Kraken and how it works and my perception of it as an exchange. Here's the truth though, guys. You're going to need to be embracing multiple exchanges because certain coins will only be listed on one exchange versus another. Things like SHIB are the outlier. Most of these smaller ones, smaller market cap, are going to be one or the other. So you're going to want to be used to the different exchanges, and that's why I'm doing this exercise. Be on the lookout for that, and I will see you guys probably later in the afternoon, I'm thinking.